710 ESPN. This is Lakers Talk with Alan Sliwa. And there will be a new NBA champion in the league this year as the defending champs, the Lakers, are eliminated in six games. You know, I, I don't think there's a Laker fan out there that doesn't agree with this. If you don't have LeBron or Anthony Davis, we don't have a season. It's time to heal up for the Lake Show. Figure out what to do with the roster and get back on the quest to Banner 18. So as much as the Lakers were trying to just piece everything together, get into the playoffs, and then we'll figure it out there, I still think they would have figured it out if their health was there. Nobody covers the Lakers better than Alan Sliwa on Lakers Talk. Here's Alan Sliwa. What is going on, Laker fans? Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll go till 9 o'clock tonight. Mario always, always making it happen with those opens. Um, we got a lot to get into. Unfortunately, this will be edition number one of Lakers Talk after the season. Uh, I don't think anybody had this in mind to have the uh, season end, obviously, so soon. Uh, last week, I did Lakers Talk on a Wednesday. Because uh, Memorial Day was on Monday, so we did Lakers talk on a Wednesday. So by the time we got to uh, Game Six, that was on Thursday, and then it's a wrap since then. As Laura and I make eye contact, both incredibly disappointed. Uh, but that's the reality the Lakers are in. So obviously the uh, off season has officially begun. Got a lot to get into. I want to give. Um, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of different topics that I want to get into. And, of course, uh, as always, we'll give Laker fans an opportunity to share their thoughts on the season, share their thoughts on some of the things they feel need to happen in the off season. How do we get back on track is probably the best way to put it. Is it as easy as just getting healthy, or are there other concerns that you have about the Lakers? So we'll get into all that. Uh, I want to start off this. Uh, I want to start off with this. I want to start off just overall thoughts on the season. So I'm going to make this... Uh, very simple here. Overall thoughts on the 2020-2021 season. So first Lakers talk since the season ended. Um, you know, of course, it's unfortunate, right? The season is over, finished a lot sooner than anybody would have ever thought. And what a weird year, too. Because, you know, I know I've said this a bunch of times, and this is just, this isn't earth-shattering or breaking news, but damn, the Lakers just couldn't get anything going. Every time you felt like there'd be some kind of momentum starting to build for the Lakers, something would happen. And there was no difference between the regular season and the postseason. It was the same thing. We would have the conversation so much throughout the year. We just kept saying, well, Lakers just got to be healthy by the time the playoffs start. Just be healthy by the time the playoffs start. Once the playoffs start, if the Lakers got their crew, if LeBron's good, AD's good, Dennis Schroeder, Montrezl Harrell, kind of go down the list of some of the players the Lakers have – Lakers are going to make a run. By the way, I still feel that. <laughs> you know, Even though we're eliminated and it, it, it's not possible for the Lakers to, uh, you know, obviously um, to make that happen or be in that position, I still feel with the talent left in the Western Conference, Lakers are still the favorite, no question about it, coming out of the West. But they weren't healthy. Um, just didn't have the health. And as talented, I think the Lakers were incredibly talented. I know I'm going to probably get a lot of calls tonight, and this is going to be a conversation throughout the offseason where we spend a lot of time talking about the Lakers roster, what what the Lakers should do, what they should have, uh, some of the changes that they made that they probably shouldn't have made. You know, I, I think that's going to come up now, and now it's an appropriate conversation when we talk about the front office, uh, the moves the front office made in the offseason and uh, were they better off just kind of keeping some of those veterans rather than going with younger talent? All those conversations are going to start coming up now, but ultimately it came down to this. The talent was there. They didn't have the health. 
Um, you know, it's, it, what's crazy too is I, I never even thought the Lakers were out. So let me use this as an example. We're coming into Game Six. Michael and I are doing the pregame show. Michael's like, "No, I, th- I think we're I think we're going to win this one." And that wasn't one of those. Oh, I think we're going to win this one because you know I'm 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 hoping for it. No, no, Al, I really think we're going to win Game Six against the Phoenix Suns, and then all the pressure is going to go back to Phoenix in Game Seven. Um, and, and there was the obviously the rumors about AD getting a shot, kind of giving it a go. Right, Anthony Davis is going to give this thing a shot. Let, let's see what Anthony Davis looks like. He's got to at least try. Well, we knew right from tip-off, uh, Anthony Davis was not going to be a part of not just the game but the rest of the series. I mean, AD literally couldn't run up and down the floor. Um, but you always kind of thought this season the Lakers could get back on track. You always thought that if they just got to the playoffs healthy, seating wouldn't matter. All that stuff wasn't going to be important. I was also one coming into the playoffs saying that uh, Phoenix was actually a really, really good get for the Lakers. That the path to get to the Western Conference Finals kind of opened up for the Lakers. You got Phoenix in the first round. Second round, you're going to face Portland or Denver. Now it's we know it's obviously Denver. And then you wouldn't have to face Utah or the Clippers until the Western Conference Finals. Let them kind of both duke it out. Uh, but it wasn't meant to be. So, you know, the, the reality is some years this is just how it goes. The frustrating part is Lakers didn't actually lose to another team that was better. What I mean by that is that's not disrespect to the Suns. It's we'll never get to know what those two teams, if they went up against each other, mano a mano, everybody's healthy, what a seven-game set would have looked like. What I do know is that when Anthony Davis was there, um, through the first three games, Lakers were 2-1. and one. And then at halftime, he misses the final two and a half games. Uh, Suns go on a three-game winning streak, and that's a wrap. The season obviously ends right there. So I, I would say that's probably the frustrating part. They lost because they didn't have the health, so you never really know what what they could have actually got accomplished. But, you know, listen, um, this is part of sports. We see it all the time. I was uh, doing a show this morning. Travis and I do our show from 8.55 in the morning, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., and I was telling Travis, I was telling him that, you know, kind of looking at this Lakers roster and this Lakers team, I'm not saying it was perfect, but I still think that they were the best team in the Western Conference, that if Anthony Davis was healthy, they're going to get through the West. And, um, you know, that that's the part that it will kind of remain a question mark. Let me just give a couple perfect examples. Toronto won a championship. Kawhi got finals MVP back in 2019. I'm sorry, that really didn't have anything to do with the Toronto Raptors. It had to do with the fact that Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson had to go uh, go down in the finals for them to win that championship. But but it happens. Lakers have been beneficiaries of that. Other teams have obviously benefited from it. So that's part of the games, or that's part of the game. Here's the interesting thing. I'm actually not that upset. I'm, I'm trying to kind of explain this the right way here. When I say I'm not that upset... I'm not upset at the front office because I thought the front office made enough moves in the offseason to put the Lakers in position to, you know, obviously succeed. I'm not mad at, you know, specifically mad at any of the players because uh, ultimately 
it's a lot easier to be upset at the players when you got a full squad, when you're at full health, and those players don't come through. But if KCP wasn't coming through, and Dennis Schroeder was having bad games, and Andre Drummond wasn't the player that we thought he should be, and and you know what, Coach Vogel should have played Montrez Harrell more, and and you know we could complain about the front office. You should have kept some of those vets from last year rather than going with some of these players that you did. I get all that. We can make those arguments. We can kind of point specific blame. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, I, I I don't think it's any one person's fault. I thought they just didn't have the health. Had some dude tweet at me. He was angry. Like offense. Sometimes, yeah, people get very angry. They get <laughs> they get very upset at me, Steve. And I, I don't know why they're so upset. It's I, I didn't have I didn't have control of the game here. Uh, but he was upset. He's like, you know, you're giving Lakers all these outs and all all these excuses about who cares about the health. Uh, health kind of matters. The health is actually kind of a, a big deal here. Um, you know, also, I, I, I don't think, I think that short offseason hurt the Lakers. Um, you know, obviously, it doesn't matter. It was worth every second of it. So to only have 70-plus days to turn around and start another season, uh, you got a championship out of it. I don't think, I, I, I think you can, I think you could raise a lot of questions about the Lakers. I think you could raise questions about the offseason moves. I think you could raise questions about certain rotations throughout the season. But I don't think ultimately any of that mattered when AD was done, the Lakers were done, period. It's the best way I could put it. When the Lakers were done, or when AD was done, the Lakers were done. Uh, but I'm not I'm not walking away from this season as disappointing as it is that I'm sitting here on June 7th while, you know, how many other teams, eight other teams are still playing and the Lakers aren't one of those eight teams. I mean, it doesn't sound like that's too much of a stretch to ask for the Lakers to be a part of the second round of the playoffs. Um, but I thought I, I thought they obviously did what they could, and, and that's it. Um, uh, you know, the, the postseason, I mentioned this, that it went exactly like the regular season. Not really that much chemistry on the court. Not enough reps for the guys. You win a couple games and then something goes wrong. That's exact. That's how the entire 2020-2021 season went for the Lakers. And um, I guess I'm sitting here. It, I'm not surprised that we're sitting in this position because um, that's kind of how the regular season went. So we thought we're just going to turn a, a switch on and everything was just going to be all great and dandy and Lakers were going to run through the NBA. That obviously wasn't the case, and maybe it just wasn't meant to be. All right, a couple shout-outs here. By the way, we're a lot of calls tonight. So I'm going to – when when I'm doing Lakers talk, and this is the first Lakers talk we've had since the season ended. Season ended on Thursday. My last Lakers talk was on Wednesday, so obviously this is the first one since. Um, I haven't really got to truly talk to Laker fans. You know, I, I did it uh, a little bit on the post-game show on Thursday – Obviously, Travis and I take calls, but uh, Lakers talk's different. So this is very, very specific to talking to the people here. Uh, Pack your victory dance. Go all in on fun at Harris Resort SoCal. From dining to unwinding, fun is a sure bet at the best resort in Funner, California. Thank you to Harris Resort. Uh, Fantastic partner of ours here on Lakers Talk. They were nice enough to give us some hotel giveaways. We did that last uh, late last month. We're going to be doing it again here pretty soon. Um, about 110 miles away from downtown LA. So if you want to get away, go to Harris Resort, SoCal. Beautiful, beautiful uh, location there. 
um, kind of northeast of San Diego. Are you game for a getaway? Start planning your trip by visiting HarrisSoCal.com. Okay, Laker fans, we're going to take some calls coming up next. I also want to spend a little bit of time on how I think this break is going to be so critical for the Lakers and the organization moving forward. I'm also going to ask Laker fans out there, can the Lakers run it back as is? Because I heard a lot of that. There were exit meetings on Friday. Lakers had their exit meetings. And during some of those exit meetings, you heard that, you know, something similar or Dennis Schroeder talking about, hey, we just want another chance to run it back. You 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 heard that theme of running it back. So the question I'll ask Laker fans are you comfortable with bringing back this roster, most of the pieces to this roster? And do you think if you did, um, you know, you're still one of the favorites to win a championship? Uh, I I got some thoughts on that. I don't know how crazy I am about that idea. Phone number is 877-710-ESPN. We'll start lining up the phone calls. We're going to spend some time on that uh, coming up next. Appreciate you guys tuning in. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, if you got some uh, thoughts to the end of the 2020-2021 season, um, feel free to give us a call, 877-710-ESPN, and we'll talk, obviously, about what the Lakers just did how they're eliminated from the playoffs. And, you know, we can also start looking forward. This is obviously naturally going to happen, a natural conversation. I heard a lot in these exit meetings about, um, you know, bringing it back, uh, bringing back the same team and kind of uh, getting a chance to to run it back. I guess that's a proper way to put it. Do you want to see, do you think this Lakers team, as is uh, the team that went out, if they were healthy, and you take that same team and you come back next season, you think that squad's – Winning an NBA championship. I don't want to say competing for a championship. I don't because, you know, competing for a championship, you probably fall along the lines of three, four, five teams that are competing for a championship. But are you the favorite? Are you the uh, – I just watched the Brooklyn Nets. Um, what was the final score here? Brooklyn just barely, just barely got past the Milwaukee Bucks uh, without James Harden. What did they win by here? Let's let's get the exact score here. 125-86. to 86. So they only won by 25, 35, what is that, 39 points, something along those lines. Um, I think that's, yeah, I think that's right. I think 39. They were up, they're almost up 50 in this game. So when I say, are, are you able to come back with the same roster, it, it, Brooklyn's in a different class. I don't know how the hell Brooklyn's, without James Harden, are still up 40-plus against the Milwaukee Bucks. They're in a different class. So I, I do think that there's got to be, obviously, an improvement to your roster coming into next season. You know, in a weird way, in a weird way, I, I think that the break is going to be critical to this organization. I really do, because I, I think there's a lot that can happen between now, next season starting, and kind of, um, in, in a way, you can take a step back for a quick second and start looking at uh, where you are, what other teams are doing, kind of what the competition looks like. I mean, here's the reality. LeBron and AD, AD need to heal up, right? you got to get those two players right. 
They're everything to the organization. I don't have to sit here and explain it to you guys. You guys get that. Okay, we got that part. They got to get healthy. I think the front office needs to regroup. And what I mean by that, what players should stay? What players should go? What players will be available in the offseason? Can you make certain moves um, to obviously I- improve? I-, I think even just watching the postseason is going to be interesting. Where do you stack up with the rest of the teams in the NBA? What role players come through in the playoffs? What players don't? Can you win with the roster that you have? There's a lot that's going to go into this time period between now and let's say we get to free agency between now and next season starting. And I think we can all agree that the Lakers, uh, um, you didn't want to have the break, but you have the break, so now you take advantage of that. Um, okay, let, let's take some phone calls here. Let's go to the phones. By the way, I feel much better today, Steve. Last week, uh, I decided to do Lakers talk, and this was after the second COVID shot. I don't know what was going on. I, I don't even want to go back and listen to that last Lakers talk. I, I, I was in a different world. Um, okay, let's go to – let's start off here with – Let's start off here with Anderson in L.A. Anderson, appreciate you calling in, bud. You're on Lakers Talk. What's going on? Hey, thank you, man. It's Lee, man. Big fan of you and Rob. Thank you, thank man. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, I just want to say, you know, as, as, as on your subject, I do not think that this team can compete, you know, even with them being healthy. I think we need to get some wing defenders, a little bit longer defenders, Um also, I think we got away from our strength last season, which was work, which was our athletic big man. We we got we got slower, mm-hmm. you know. We got you know, we got slower feet, and uh, it was just tough. It was, it was just tough. And uh, also, last thing, uh, I just want to say thank you to my Lakers. You guys did a really good job. Go home and rest. You guys earned it. Thank you guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Lee. Appreciate that, boy. Thank you, Anderson. You know, I, I let me say this actually real quick. I don't know if uh, I don't know if I hear that enough. And <laughs> let me let me explain what I mean. Um, here's the reality. I know we want to win every year. I know, especially from a Laker perspective, there is this incredible um, expectation that's so unrealistic, but yet this organization has still kind of find a way to, I mean, winning again a championship last year. Obviously, how many did Kobe and Shaq win? They win three together, and Kobe wins a couple with Powell. LeBron comes over here, gets one with Anthony Davis. The Showtime era is kind of let's 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 be honest here. It's ridiculous how much success the team has. So when they don't win, it's okay to also you know just kind of think of the circumstances how the Lakers lost. They didn't lose because another team took them out in seven games. It was mano a mano. They won because um, first of all, Phoenix is a good team. Give them their credit, but they won also because they took advantage of. Lakers having their injuries. So when I do get a call and somebody says, hey, appreciate the season. We'll be back next year. Not going to lie. Kind of like those. Kind of like those mixed in uh, every once in a while. Okay, let's take another call here. Um, let's go to let's go to Ron in L.A. Ron, appreciate you calling in. What's going on, Ron? You there, buddy? All right, Ron. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. Appreciate your thoughts on that. It's like, uh, I don't know. Do we call Ron back? I mean, maybe we were, maybe we were bothering Ron. I apologize, Ron. Let's go to uh, Chandon in San Diego. Chandon, appreciate you calling in. What's going on? Hey, Sliwa. I want to talk a little bit about LeBron. Uh, kind of what I saw in that first round against the Suns. Mm-hmm. You know, when when AD was playing good, he was there and he was beating his chest and he was he was kind of clowning. 
And then uh, you see when AD goes out, you know, he's giving up on plays. He's, he's arguing with refs. Our guys are blowing layups, and he just puts his head down under the basket, doesn't get back on D. And I couldn't count how many times I saw a five on four. And the, the Suns, are, they're landing threes off of that, you know, and that, those are daggers, mm-hmm. you know, just killing us. Um, that was the first thing. Second thing is John Collins from Atlanta. We need to get that guy. He's going to be a free agent this summer. He's a baller. Him, he's a baller. I, I don't know if he's restricted or not. I got to look if he's restricted or if it's unrestricted. But, yeah, but, but keep going with your point. We need. He's got mm-hmm. the youth and he's mm-hmm. got athleticism. And if we can't land him, I'm telling you, like, I don't know how, but we got to do a sign and trade for DeRozan, get rid of Kuzma, use that cap space, use that money, get a four year on DeRozan. He's young enough. That's a good player to have for us going forward. And that's pretty much it, man. Thank Appreciate you. you calling in. Thank you for calling in. Um, you know, this is actually going to lead me to, I know we got a lot of callers, so I'm, I'm going to get to you guys in a second, but this is going to actually lead me to my next conversation, my next topic, because I think the Lakers have been, Plank has been very strategic with every move that he's made. I think this upcoming season's um, very unique, okay? And when I, when I say it's very unique, Let's stop pretending, you know, what age LeBron is. He'll be coming into his 19th season in the NBA. He's going to, uh, if you count the playoff games, which I think is over 260 games, that's an additional three seasons. I know I say that all the time, but I want to just give perspective to it. The Lakers are, I don't know what it looks like after this upcoming season, there's going to be question marks, and the, the, the question's always going to be there. Well, all right, is LeBron, is that decline, has that already started? Okay, well, he had also the ankle injury, so was it because he wasn't 100% healthy? I, I think definitely that has something to do with it. But just over time, I you know, and they say father time's undefeated, there's a reason why they say it. This upcoming season, as much as we've had certain pieces that we've been holding on to as much as you have certain assets. Think about what didn't happen at the NBA trade deadline. Think about some of those moves that, um, you know, were, were being rumored that were on the table for the Lakers. I don't think that could happen again this off season. When we come back, I want to spend a little time on that because when I throw the question out there of, do you think this roster is good enough to come back and win an NBA championship? I don't think it is. I think you actually got, um, you got to make changes this upcoming offseason. I think you got to take a little bit of a page from last year, how that Lakers team won an NBA championship. And even with that, I don't think the roster's still good enough. And I'll tell you guys what I mean when we come back. So uh, stay right here. Appreciate you guys tuning in. 877 uh, 710 ESPN. I'll get to everybody. I know it's Kyle, it's Ricky, Steve, Nick. Everybody just hold on there. Hold on. I'll, I'll make sure that I, I get to your guys' calls and we'll have that conversation about the Lakers roster uh, coming back. Uh, This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, uh, welcome back to Lakers Talk. You know, when, when certain music comes on, I don't even want to talk. I just want the music to play. I want to come on in like two to three minutes. 
Um, all right, we uh, we started the conversation. We're going to continue this, by the way. Lauren Hill. Oh, it's just beautiful music. Fuji's beautiful music. All right, um, the conversation was, can the Lakers run it back? Are you comfortable with that? Run back the same team. Take the, take the, scene, the team that you just lost, um, but run it back. And what I mean by run it back, really all I'm referring to is get healthy, get right, and then bring the squad back. Can you win an NBA championship with this team? I, I think you can. I'm not comfortable with it. I don't want to see the same roster next year. This is just my own personal opinion. All right? I don't want to see the same roster. Um, it's funny. I, I, I was always kind of waiting on this because I just wanted to see how the season would play out. So if I had to compare last season's roster with Danny Green and Rajon Rondo, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, obviously Avery Bradley was on that team as well, even though he wasn't in the Orlando bubble. Compare that to the Montrezl Harrell, Dennis Schroeder, Andre Drummond, Marcus Gasol, Wesley Matthews. And both of them, listen, Gasol and Wesley Matthews, those are vets, so let's not pretend that's kind of similar approach-wise to what the Lakers had when they won that championship in Orlando. But if I had to compare the style of basketball the Lakers played, the experience over some of the youth... Um, I think as the dust has settled, and I know it's easy to say this now and just say, oh, I, I like the experience better, but I did. I mean, Rondo being on this team was obviously huge. Dwight Howard, I, I've got calls for the past, you know, ever, the moment free agency, uh, he signed with the Philadelphia 76ers. I, I've always had Laker fans say, why didn't they bring Dwight back? What happened there? You know, and I, I still don't even know the full story there. Um, but with all that being said, I did like that style where you you had more vets than you did depended on talent. So when I look at this upcoming season coming, I think there's a couple things that have to happen. Can you find a way to get a third star on this team? I think that's the most important thing. And then after that, go fill in the rest of your uh, roster with these vets that I'm talking about, guys that are chasing a championship or just this stage of their career, a championship is more important than anything else. And I'm not telling you that I have who that third star is, but let me let me explain what I'm referring to when I say that. I'm not talking a James Harden quality player. No, no, that's not what I'm referring to. Someone that's realistic. You know, the Lakers... It was rumored we're going after um, Kyle Lowry during the NBA trade deadline. Is he a realistic player? Because if he's a realistic player, that's a fantastic third star on your team. Later in his career, veteran, has won an NBA championship, um, knows how to play team ball, knows how to rally up the troops, knows how to be a leader on the court, off the court. That's my example of what I would call third star. Here's another name out there. And by the way, and I, I'm only mentioning these names because these are unrestricted free agents. I don't know what Kyle Lowry's goals or intentions are in the offseason. Maybe he's going to go and try to get another check, a, a big-time check. Maybe that's going to be his goal and everything else doesn't matter. Even though I have a feeling that won't be just because he's the type of player that doesn't seem like he'd be um, just about the money that this stage of his career, it, winning is a is a important part too. Here's another player, a guy like Demar Derozan. Again, that's not a superstar. I'm not talking about superstars. I, I'm saying a legitimate. This is your third best player on your team. I think the Lakers got to be more top heavy, because one thing we didn't know all season long, one of the question marks that we had all season long with the Lakers was, okay, well, who's really that third best player? You could make the case, and I would make the case, it was Dennis Schroeder. Um, 
Dennis Schroeder, I don't know how well he fit on the team, to be honest with you. I, I don't think he was a player that you kind of look at today and say, well, you got to bring him back. Yeah, it's no question about it. No, no, you can easily make an argument like, all right, if Dennis Schroeder doesn't come back, maybe he gets more money somewhere else. Maybe the Lakers just decide he's not a good fit and they want to go in a different direction. I'd be okay with that. I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't be losing sleep over Dennis Schroeder potentially going to another team or Dennis Schroeder who said on multiple occasions he wants to be he wants to have that free agency run. He wants to have control of that. What it's like to be a free agent and give him, you know, that's let him do that if that's what he wants to do, right? Like that's part of having the contract that he has. So when I look at this Lakers team, I actually think they need to be more top heavy, believe it or not. And I know most people would say, well, they're already top-heavy. LeBron and Anthony Davis are there. Um, what the Lakers proved is that when one of those two guys are out, this is a 500 team at best, at best when one of those teams are out, one of those uh, players are out. Anthony Davis have, has obviously, he's not, um, um, even though I think it's been blown out of proportion, but he's not going to be somebody that you're going to depend on for 82 games. That's number one. LeBron's going into his 19th season. I think you need a third player that you know you can look at and say there's no question that that's the third best player on the team, and then you fill in the rest of the roster with some of these other guys. Um, competition is getting tougher around the NBA. We just watched the Brooklyn Nets without James Harden demolish the Milwaukee Bucks like they were like they were playing uh, the Orlando Magic or the Chicago Bulls or one of those other teams that didn't even make the playoffs. Um, the Brooklyn Nets, there, there's going to be a certain class in the NBA. You know, it's interesting coming into this year. Everybody was chasing the Lakers. So the Lakers, even though they were trying to improve, the reality is everyone was chasing the Lakers. The Lakers, for the first time, you know, will get a chance to kind of be on the outside looking in and say, okay, well, what does all the other competition look like? Um, that's kind of how I see the, this, uh, the, this predicament for the Lakers you got to go all in this upcoming season. God bless your assets. God bless all the players that you're working on developing, all that stuff. But if there's ever a time to go all in when LeBron's coming into his 19th season, and I, I think we've always said this, that every single day with LeBron James, the window will close a little bit more. It's just a matter of time, right? And it might be two, three years from now, or it might really start showing its face next season. I don't have the answer to it. But that's why I say, you know, it's great to have all these assets that you have. It's great to have some of these younger players that you have. But if you're not going all freaking in for next season, I don't know what you'll be saving those chips for because it might be your best chance by far to get one more championship before, uh, you know, obviously LeBron James... Um, whenever his career ends, ends. Okay, phone calls. Let's do it. Uh, let's go to Danny in L.A. Danny, thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on, Danny? Thank you for taking my call, Alan. Um, we cannot run it back because um, uh, after the, the third week, I don't know if you remember I called you last week, but after the third week, uh, our three-point sh- shooting was bad. Mm-hmm. And even through the playoffs, I mean, no one was consistent. We, we cannot um, risk and just bring it back and expect them um, somehow, you know, become one of the best teams in three-point shooting. I know we need a, another star. I told you that um, last week in regards, just in case one of these guys get hurt again, like LeBron or Anthony Davis, we have another one there, but we cannot bring it back. And it's got to be, and Danny, I appreciate you calling in, it's got to be realistic, right? When I say when I say they got to go get another all-star caliber player, realistic. 
maybe this person isn't an all-star anymore, but at one point in his career he was. But it's got to be somebody that you say, yeah, that's the third best player on this team. Um, I don't know about spreading the wealth anymore. I think top-heavy is kind of the the smart thing to do because, uh, look, the competition is only going to get better. Now everybody's chasing what the Brooklyn Nets have, and I know it's just one game for Brooklyn, but they look pretty damn good two games in, and they've Harden's only played one minute so far in the playoffs. Steve and LaHabra. Steve, what's going on? You're on Lakers Talk. Hey, Alan, how are you? Good, buddy. Thank you. I'm doing good, good. Hey, everybody's listening to the show right now. Uh, make sure you support the sponsors. You know, if you're going to go get your oil change, go get it at, you know, we're, we're, the people that support the show, this show and your show in the morning, and let them know that uh, the reason we're there is because of we heard uh, their advertising on the radio. Appreciate so that. Thank you, Steve. To get that in. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. No, I think you are kind of coming up with excuses. Um, yes, injuries was a factor, but you have to realize the Lakers came in um, seventh place. And Phoenix came in second, and there's a reason that happened. Um, the Lakers almost lost in the playing game. If Steph Curry isn't dribbling, dribbling around out there in the fourth quarter, like uh, he's on the Harlem Globetrotters, you know, uh, Lakers probably lose that game. And as far as but Steve, Anthony, but Steve, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't you say, Steve, wouldn't you say that the seventh seed that the Lakers got, a lot of that is because of the injuries, right? And uh, they don't fall to number seven. When, when Anthony Davis had gone out, they had the second-best record in the NBA. It's not a coincidence. It really is not. And, I, you know, unfortunately, that's just part of the game. And I don't want to make it sound like I'm making excuses, but it's that's the reality with this Lakers team. If, if an AD or a LeBron are not there, I mean, AD missed 30-plus games in the regular season, AD, or uh, LeBron missed 20-plus games, I think 25, somewhere around there. That's significant change there. That's going to have an effect on, on, the, uh, on the standings and what you do in the regular season guys like you were saying running it back out obviously the guys that they have out there um didn't play very well they're they're you know of course without LeBron I agree. and AD but I, but I agree you with know, you they, they, mm-hmm. they, yeah they, they should they should have played better and a little bit about AD I'm not questioning his heart or anything I just want to say you know Jack Youngblood played with a broken leg Aaron Donald last season in the playoffs had a broken arm Kobe ruptured his Achilles tendon you know hit two free throws and walked off the court unassisted and you know he has been getting called out a little bit with his off-season uh, lack of training, maybe LeBron really needs to have a sit-down conversation with him over a nice dinner and tell him, "Hey, bro, I only got a couple good years left in me. I really need you to play the whole season, Steve. And get thank, healthy. Thank you for calling, buddy. Um, you know that that conversation about man, there's there's a couple things that get me. The conversation about Anthony Davis. I, I think what Steve said at the end there about what he does in the off-season and what his body should look like coming into next. Maybe he's got to put in 10, 15 pounds, and most of it is you know, below the waist. He's got to work on as far as his power and his strength. Um, Whatever it is. I'm not, you know, here I'm not a trainer, obviously. Uh, But with that being said, that part I'm okay with the criticism to say, AD's got to do more in the offs. He's got to work on this, he's got to work on that. Here's Riley. I don't know what he does. Maybe he's got, you know, the absolute best of the best, and he's just had some bad luck with his body. Maybe his just body is built a different way than some of these other players. What I did not like during the season. I mean, look at Anthony Davis in that last game. Yeah, how bad I felt for this dude. I'm sitting here at Staples Center watching tip off, and I'm looking at Anthony Davis like everybody else. Literally couldn't run up and down the floor. And the only thing I was going through my mind is like, I hope this dude's not trying to prove to all these people who are calling him out left and right, who have no idea what his pain. You know what his injury is and what that pain threshold is actually what 
how he feels with the actual pain. Uh, I hope he's not trying to prove anything to them because he shouldn't be trying to. He should, um, you know, it, th- that's not how we. I think we should be assessing players. Well, you know what? I, I don't know if you should be playing through that. How do you know what his pain level is? All right, we got to go to break here. Um, more of your phone calls coming up next. Uh, that's really all I'm going to do right now. Uh, for the next next segment at uh, eight o'clock, we got our top NBA stories. So I'll talk a little bit about some of the other games going on. Some of the other series in the NBA going on. Uh, But coming up next, we'll do uh, your phone call. So stay on hold if you're on hold. We'll get as many as we can in. 877-710-ESPN. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on uh, ESPN LA. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, let's uh, let's go to Kyle in Woodland Hills. Kyle, what's going on? You're on Lakers talk. Hey, what's up, Sleva? Um, first thing, man, I, now is not the time I want to hear "Run It Back." That's what I wanted to hear last year. Mm. Um, you know, if I could pick three to have back, Danny Green, Rondo, and Dwight, I think uh, this team team would look a lot different last year. Yeah, you know, I'll say this, Kyle. It's it's easy now to kind of look back at last season, but it's a fair argument to make. One of the things, this is the difference between last season and this year. Last season, it was um, veterans, just vets everywhere you look. Guys have been doing it in the league, so they might not be the quickest team. They might, might not be the fastest team. They're going to outsmart the living hell out of you, and you got LeBron and AD as your foundation. You go as far as you go. This year, they had more talent. They were, you know... Montrez, Dennis Schroeder, Lakers had talent, but what you gain in talent, you lose in experience. And if you you said, Alan, which one would you rather have this upcoming year? I'll take that experience. You have another point there, or uh, or was that it? Yeah, man. Secondly, I want to say I was listening this morning, and you said would um, AD spend the money on his body that LeBron spends every year? One thing I would like to see from AD, man, get more flexible man whether it's stretch coach or Mm -hmm. yoga I think that's something that would greatly help him if he could move a little better I don't know you're at a lot of Laker games but I never really see him truly like stretching before games or any of that man I'd just like to see him maybe get more flexible get a little looser appreciate you calling in thanks Kyle I I know for me what what I hope with Anthony Davis and we can all sit here and pretend like we're nutritionists. If you see what I eat on a daily basis, you'd say, Al, why don't you keep your mouth, uh, why don't you keep quiet when it comes to uh, giving athletes some uh, advice here? But if uh, if there's one thing that would be great for Anthony Davis, and I don't know if this is ever going to be a part of his game, I feel like the physicality part of the game is obviously not one of his strengths. And you know what? That's okay sometimes. That's okay because you're such a great you got such great footwork, and you got the ability to face the basket. And the game is going further away from the basket, that 18-footers and 20-footers, that's more common. But there are times where I think AD can impact the game so much from the block. You know, it's one thing to get to the free throw line. He's an 80-plus free throw, 80% free throw shooter, at least throughout his career. It's one thing to have that advantage. It's another thing, you're taking dudes off the court from the other team because they got 2 fouls in the first quarter. So that that's... 
I think the part of his game that'd be great. And I don't know if he can do that with the um, with the way that he currently plays the game now. So what happens in the offseason, just to kind of go off what Kyle was saying, Travis and I were talking about how LeBron spends uh, obviously a million dollars a year. That's what that's what LeBron spends on, on his body. Uh, I'm going to kind of continue to go into this. I don't know what that you know that that reg- that regiment is for Anthony Davis, so it's not fair for me to uh, critique what he does in the off season. But if he came back 10, 15 pounds heavier, and it, you know, obviously, but uh, when I say heavier, I'm talking about strength, sheer strength, and um, maybe that's going to be part of his transition. He goes further uh, further into his career. Uh, Ricky and Phoenix, Ricky, thank you for calling in, bud. Hey, Alan. Hey. Um... What happened in Phoenix, Ricky? What happened? What happened in Phoenix? I mean, it's tough being a Laker fan right now in Phoenix. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for them, this is their championship. Sure. <laughs> for some fans. Sure. Uh, hey, uh, you asked, should we bring back the same roster? Mm-hmm. And honestly, I, I don't want to see the same roster. Like you said, I I think we need to bring back. I think we need to bring in some shooters, man. And and you know, you brought up which superstars are realistic. And I have a couple names for you. I just want to get your opinion. That sure. These names are kind of realistic. Um, I don't know if he's a superstar or star, but Buddy Heald, I mean, this guy's a, a sniper from the three-point line. I mean, we need a shooter. Like, we need mm-hmm. someone that can just come in, knock down a couple threes. And, you know, Buddy Heald, I know he's not a superstar, but, man, that guy can shoot. He's a good player. Um, he, you, you know, be my, my one – this is my one concern with players like that. They're young, you know. So I'm, I, I think I have in my mind – Go get somebody that's been in the league for 10, 11, 12 years that has kind of gone through all those battles already. And, and Ricky, the reason why I say that, listen, I, I don't know how many more shots we have with LeBron. I, I don't. I know that this upcoming season, um, maybe this is the last great chance you have with LeBron James to go win a championship. And I know that's me just kind of talking out of my you-know-what, but it's going to be his 19th season, so you got to kind of take some of that stuff into consideration. You got another point there, Ricky? Yeah, one more point. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is it that the Denver Nuggets? I'm watching this Nuggets game, and they they're missing Jamal Murray. They're they, they're only superstars Nikola Jokic, and mm-hmm. why is it that their roster just? I don't know. I feel like it flows better. Like you know, they won the first round series against Portland, and you know when we lost AD, I mean, it was just LeBron, and we just couldn't you know we couldn't beat the Suns. And I, I mean, I'm you know just baffled that I don't know is it that Denver has a better roster than the Lakers, or you know I'm just confused on on why. Denver is able to win a first-round series without Jamal Murray. You know, all they have is Nikola Jokic. I mean, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but but it's a it's a fair argument. So I appreciate you calling in. Uh, Denver's playing Phoenix right now, forty to thirty-seven. They're up on uh, on Phoenix. Yeah, how the hell is Denver doing this? I had a buddy of mine just texting me. He's like, "Can you imagine if this this squad had Jamal Murray? If they had Jamal Murray, they're winning the West." Um, that's obviously because I'm talking about the Lakers being out, but. That's a dangerous team. Michael Porter Jr. has done a good job. Aaron Gordon's a player that can kind of do a little bit of everything for them. Austin Rivers all of a sudden becomes, I heard, uh, who was it? I think Kellerman was saying on his show, playoff Rivers or playoff Austin. I don't even know what he's saying, but he's talking about how Austin Rivers has such an impact so far in the postseason. Yeah, I can't explain it. Um, and the Lakers, you know, obviously you lose one player like Anthony Davis. He's everything to our team, but I would think Jamal Murray is a Big freaking piece of the Denver Nuggets. Can't answer that one. Mike and Burbank. Mike, thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on, Mike? You're on Lakers Talk. Hi, Alan. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. You got I just it, had uh, one thing to say about Dennis Schroeder. Uh, I watch a lot of basketball. Honestly, I'm a big Laker fan, but I think his role 
you know, on our team will best fit as, you know, coming off the bench. Hmm. And, you know, I, I thought that would be the best for us all year. We didn't do it. And I know he didn't want to start. You know, he signed with us. I know he said he wanted to start. He didn't want to come off the bench. But I think we should keep him. But if only he wants to, you know, come off the bench, give us 25 to 30 minutes and do what he does best. You know, he, he was so good with OKC. He was so good in Atlanta when he was coming off the bench. I think some players, you just got to, put, you know, see if they want to do their role. If they don't want to do their role, obviously get rid of them. But, you know, if you come, if, when you're a Laker, you only get advantages when you're a superstar. You know, I'm a big Laker fan. Like LeBron, Anthony Davis could say, you know, uh, like Davis, for example, doesn't want to play center, which, you know, we better slide under the door. You know, it's okay. You know, he's a superstar player. You know he deserves it. You don't uh, get that. You don't. You don't get that treatment if you're not a superstar, right? I, I get it. That that makes, um, you know, Mike. It, it's interesting, and I appreciate you calling in. I'm, I'm going to jump in here real quick. I I never. I remember when that first went down with with Dennis Schroeder about, hey, yeah, I did this in other parts of my career, but you know, I, I'm not. That's going to change here in L.A. I, I'm. I think that, you know, that kind of start for Dennis Schroeder was not good for him in the sense that um, you want players to say, hey, whatever's in the best interest of the team. Now, let's look at it from Dennis Schroeder's perspective. Dude's about to be on a contract here. Um, He has sacrificed for other teams. He thinks that, you know, he's obviously the best fit at point guard, which, by the way, he should have started. I think I get the point that you're trying to make, but... Even if you're going to go sign him in the off season and you're going to pay him fifteen to twenty million dollars a year, that you're not paying that for him to come off the bench. Um, but it's more just the, it's more just kind of the attitude of whatever you need, I'm ready to go. And that's what the Lakers, ultimately, that's what they do need. They need players that just decide, hey, we'll sacrifice. However, we could use Dwight Howard as an example last year. Dwight Howard sacrificed like crazy for like, hey, whatever the hell you need, I'm ready to go. And, you know, I, I think it prolonged his career for a couple years. Um, Dennis Schroeder's in a different position because he's only 27 years old. Uh, let's go to... He's been waiting here the longest. I can't tell. I can't tell. Uh, let's go to Greg in Alhambra. Greg, thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on, Greg? Slee, how you doing? Good, buddy. Thank you. I'm, uh, you know, I think... To be honest, uh, this series from LeBron, hurt or not, uh, was the second worst I've ever seen him play in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first being 2011 finals against the Mavericks. Um, it's really disappointing um, to see his body language as the leader, uh, so-called leader of the team, especially when you have your primary score uh, out and you know he's out and hurt. Um, his, his body language in game six from the jump before we were down 20 mm-hmm. was very disheartening. And the rest of the team follows that. And then the second half, his body language is up and he's, he's getting rebounds and he's literally pushing it full speed up. And then that's when we started making a run back. And it's just disappointing to see him walking up and down the floor. Like I heard another caller say a lot of five on four. A lot of that was LeBron. Um, whether he was tired or not, and I know he's hurt. Kobe was hurt all the damn time, and he never made excuses, and he went full force. And I wish LeBron – I wish I really wish LeBron would have took over like Kawhi did in game six and shot more, you know, knowing that his team needed a boost offensively. And it was really disappointing to see that. You it know? Was, and uh, I agree. I don't, I don't, I don't think we're going to win another title with LeBron. It was a weird – 
Greg, I'm, I'm going to jump in here, and I appreciate you calling in, all right? Uh, the game six was weird because it's like you're you're paying attention to Anthony Davis. How's AD looking? You know, you're two minutes into the game. Devin Booker's already got, I don't know, 10 points. Next thing you look, freaking Lakers are down 20-plus points. And then we decide, okay, Anthony Davis can't go the rest of the game. And then Phoenix is in an incredible rhythm, and Booker can't stop scoring. By the time he got to halftime, like, what the hell just happened? And then Lakers, as they make their run, it almost was, it doesn't matter what they accomplish in this run because it's just too late. And I think, you know, you see this often from a sports perspective. We look at certain moments and we saw the way the Lakers were playing during that stretch. You're like, well, why didn't you play like that earlier in the game? Um, That was a weird game six. Let's just put it that way. Because I, I think one of the things I noticed in game six is when the Lakers when they punched back at the Phoenix Suns, Suns were like, whoa, okay, whoa, they're, they're kind of punching back here. And you got some of those players that never had that experience. They've never been in that predicament before. Um, it's their first playoff run for Devin Booker and Mikhail uh, Bridges and DeAndre. And so I, I think Lakers didn't take advantage of some of the things that they could take advantage of. And I get it. Some people are going to point, uh, point the finger at LeBron James. That comes with the territory. I wouldn't point the finger at him, but I could see – in certain predicaments or situations where you could say, I wish LeBron did this or I wish LeBron did that. What do you think, Steve? Can we keep going here? Or All right, let's keep going here. That breaks. we got time for breaks. Just everybody hold on a second here. All right, Nick in, uh, Nick in Long Beach. What's going on, Nick? Hey, how's it going, man? Good, buddy. Thank you for calling in. Hey, I uh, just wanted to have a quick uh, thank you to the whole season, man. I really wanted to, you know, just see how entertained I was given all the adversity that we have faced, you know, the short turnaround from the bubble, uh, everybody coming down with injuries, everything just seemed to cascade uh, one after another. And the way that, you know, everybody came together and handled it, uh, I think was magnificent. You know, uh, even after the crushing into the Suns, I- I- I'm not disappointed. I'm not mad. This is the first time since, what, I think the 80s we haven't gone back-to-back. Uh, Lakers fans, we- we're all blessed. You know, we're all blessed to be able to see such great players time in, time out, come and give their all for this organization. And uh, I can't wait for next year. I think we could run it back. I think Taylor Norton Tucker, he can step up and become what uh, we all thought Kuzma was going to be. I think we saw some great minutes from, you know, Taylor. And uh, he he really filled the scoring role. I think uh, after another season, you know, him getting some training in with LeBron, I think he'll really up his game, and uh, he'll. I think he can really fill that third position uh, for us nicely. I think we could really run it back, put uh, Schroeder on the bench, let him prove himself. Uh, third point, I also want to just shout out uh, to the Nuggets because the last caller, he's wondering uh, what the Nuggets did, and I'm just saying the Nuggets are phenomenal. They've got Michael Porter Jr., which is every you know we all thought once again this is who Kuzma is supposed to be. Yep. Uh, they went out and got Aaron Gordon. Uh, you know they got uh, Javale McGee, who they drafted, and I'm kind of excited to see him win a ring for the team that drafted. Well, him. I, I, I'll say this. I'll say this, Nick, and I appreciate you calling in. Um, I'm not. You know, you, you mentioned THT. You mentioned Kuzma. I'll do this in the eight o'clock hour. I'm I'm under the mindset of I get that these younger players have potential. I just don't think you're in the position for potential right now. I think you're in the position of we got to freaking win right now. Um, I'm way over of when I need it when I was uh, supposed to go on break. I got top NBA stories coming up next. You know, purposely 
for this call or for this show tonight. I didn't put any guests on. I just wanted to talk Lakers basketball, give my opinion, and talk to Laker fans. So up until 9 o'clock, we're going to be taking phone calls. Top NBA stories coming up next. Appreciate you guys all tuning in. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN.